What is up, guys? And good morning. Welcome to another episode of Rise and Pod with Adrian Conway. Today is the first formatted episode categorized as athlete to athlete, and it is featuring none other than Christine Colenbrander. Now, a little bit about Christine. She has been a multiple times games athlete. She had been there previously competing on Team 417, and they had some solid success. Solid outcomes. But over the last few years, she has been focusing on the individual pursuit. Last year specifically, she finished sixth at one of the most stacked semifinals across the world. Literally a couple points out. The athletes that did qualify in front of her were even showcased in a tie. Now, as you can imagine, this creates a bit of motivation for an athlete. This creates a bit of performance insecurities. There's a lot of good reasons for her to have a ridiculous amount of focus and drive going into 2022. And we dive into all of that. And then we also cover the fact that she had an opportunity to punch her ticket one more time, even at the last chance qualifier. Listen, you guys are going to absolutely love this interview. Christine talks the simple fact that she's literally about to compete in a few days. She also talks about her training, how she sets it up, and even talks about the husband and coach relationship that her and Jared have together and how they try to find balance between those two roles within their lives. I think that this is going to be a treat that you guys will love. And of course, it's a wonderful way for us to kick off athlete to athlete as a format here on Rise and Pod. We have got a slew of guests lined up that are all going to hop on the mic and have a little bit of an interview with us prior to kicking off the semifinals. And then it's not going to stop there. We're going to continue to connect with the athletes as they punch their ticket and qualify for the CrossFit Games. And even some of the athletes, their season might be cut a little bit short than their desire. And really talk through and even walk through what that feels like. What's that like? What's new on the horizon for them? And how are they going to handle being on the sidelines as they watch their peers continue to train with purpose and with reason? And where does this leave their offseason throughout the summer months in preparation for even 2023? But with no further ado, I hope you guys enjoy today's interview. Welcome, Christine. All right, Christine, it's good to see you. How are you? Good. How are you? I am doing fantastic. And thank you for joining me here today. I know this is actually a very, very big week for you. Are you excited? Yes, very excited. And it is a very big week. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge week. Um, you know, I clearly have had the opportunity to work with you throughout the years, just even in a partnership, you formally being with us and us being to support your journey a good bit last year and throughout this training season. Um, you were one of the people that I automatically thought of to get on this podcast when I started to really want to connect athlete to athlete with different people out there. And of course, I feel a little closer connected with you being that we work together and everything. And to being able to follow your journey last year, um, you know, I, I felt like I was on like a roller coaster, um, holding on <laughs> for dear life. I'm like, <laughs> I believe it. And we were here as a business just really rooting for you. And I specifically, um, you know, wanted the best outcome possible. Um, I remember watching you on the floor at this time of year last year at semifinals particularly in the snatch event. And we'll kind of get to and talk about that a little bit, but where I wanted to kick this interview off is truly asking you last year in as few words as possible, how would you describe where you ended up? Oh man. And as few as words, yeah, just straight. Uh, how did it make you feel? 
it made me feel like it was something beyond my control, honestly. Mm. Like I felt like I had done everything that I could do. And there were so many little things that happened looking back at like, I know they kind of talk about, you know, it was the closest, like, tenth of a second. There were actually, like, three different situations where that happened. It wasn't just one. Um, so I kind of – it's like it was frustrating, but there were too many things that happened that kind of just made me almost have a piece of, like, it was something beyond my control, and there's reasons that I don't – necessarily understand right now but maybe will later um and yeah so i would say that's how it made me feel yeah and 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 for anyone that might not understand or think about or know really be in the know about the situation last year is that you were at one of the most competitive semifinals out there on the female side of the field and yeah. it literally came down to what was the point differential i think it was you? two points yep. um but fourth and fifth were tied too. Right. So, so there's there's three spots right there, right within the two point window. Yeah. And you were one spot out essentially, um, yeah. finishing sixth when they only took the top five to the CrossFit Games. And like you mentioned, I think this is something that a lot of spectators don't always understand when it comes to the scoring. They're like, oh, it was that one thing that certainly kept her out or the one thing that, Oh, she just fell short of. Maybe she really needs to work on that one thing. Yeah. And athletically, you of course have the understanding that it's like, man, three different instances. What are those instances that really stand out to you in your mind where it's like, Oh, a small change here or a little bit of a different step there. And my weekend's different. Um, I would say, well, actually I haven't really told a lot of people this, but on Saturday I wasn't feeling very good. Um, okay. Weekend. So and uh, I have just a very sensitive stomach and have, I think I have celiac disease. I can't have gluten or anything. And I had changed up my oatmeal that I ate that morning and I just did not feel good that Saturday. And so that Gretel workout, um, my legs just filled up with lactic acid way too soon. And I think that was partially from just not feeling good that day. Um, so that was like, I would have changed not changing what I ate. <laughs> uh, and then on the workout that was running wall balls and ring muscle ups last year, um, that one I was just like not in a good place mentally in that workout. And I think partially again, just like didn't feel good and was overheating and um, did not feel my best. But I also feel like I kind of let my mentally I was not in a good place. So I kind of let that take over when I should have been more mentally tough. Like it was so close in that workout. If I could have gotten just like a few more wall balls or, you know, gotten back to the runner, um, that would have been the difference. So it was mostly just that day two, like day one and day three were really good. Um, I will say day one, Looking back, my I did not know how to ski erg. <laughs> like I don't know if you've watched that, but I like was not reaching up high at all. Um, so the way that I can ski now, I feel like I could have done better in that workout too. But it was, I feel like last year it really was my first. 
I had done a couple individual events like way long ago, but it was like my first, like, okay, I'm trying to do this, trying to make it to the CrossFit, CrossFit Games as an individual. So with that, just like, you're kind of feeling out where you're at amidst the field. Um, and not that I wasn't confident, but you just don't really know where you're at, you know? So I feel like this year I know where I'm at. If that makes sense. It makes a world of sense. And and I know where you're at too. And and I'm rooting for you. And I really believe that this is going to be an, an, an opportune uh, year for you. So I, I think that you're probably in a great place. I know we talked a little bit before we kicked this off and you said that you're feeling physically good. And if you're feeling physically good and mentally in a good spot, you're going to be a dangerous out there on the floor. You mentioned about struggling with that wall ball runner workout with the ring muscle ups. And I know, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that was the longest test mm -hmm. uh yeah. from last year yeah when you think about the layout of and structure of a workout like that is that something that excites you or is that a bit like okay if i had a flavor that wouldn't be it um like long workouts yeah so i feel like i've recently figured out something um it's not necessarily long workouts because like a murph type workout i love that um anything where it's like you know, you're just like staying tough and grinding through this. I feel like I do really well with that. Um, but it was actually, I think it was after quarterfinals, I kind of put it together um, a longer time domain with a high heart rate type, like running or double unders with a squatting movement and a pulling movement that mm. gets. And, and it was like, I looked back and like, the workouts that so like the run high heart rate uh wall ball was the squatting and then the it was a heavy wall ball and then the ring muscle ups um and I think that combination for some reason just like jacks my heart rate up and that's what I need to work on and I can look back and think of the workouts that make me feel a certain way and they all have that combination so okay I'm excited that I figured that out um, and I'm going to be doing a lot more workouts of that, but, um, yeah, I had never put that together. I always thought, oh, it's just running or, oh, it's just double unders, but I think it's the combination. Yeah. And I, and I think that's, that's an extremely important lesson. So if athletes are out here listening to this and they aspire to make it to the semifinals one day, it's important to look back in order to know what you're going to do to have success moving forward. And for you looking back and understanding that that combination of movements or that particular stimulus created some type of limitation for you. How'd you go about attacking that this last season? Like what, what did that look like priority wise? So I've just, I really didn't figure that out until after quarterfinals, like I said. So it's more just like I have that in my head now because um, it's not like I can just like quick work on all of those workouts. So it's more like, okay, if a workout comes up like that, I know it's going to make me feel a certain way and I'm going to have to be extra tough and just hang in there because that is not going to be a wheelhouse workout for me. So at that point, or at this point, that's where my mental state is with if a workout like that were to come up. Um, but this past year I've been working a ton on just like running and doing things, you know, jumping up on the rings when my heart rate's super high and just like testing that capacity of just like, you know, 
you can still do a ring muscle up if your heart rate is really high and breathe through the ring muscle up. You don't have to wait until your heart rate is back down to jump up. So just kind of like testing that limit and where, you know, where am I going to fail a legless rope climb if my heart rate is super high or am I even going to fail it at all? So right. yeah, just kind of testing that limit. Yeah. And, it, and it's certainly something you have to test. I think a, a lot of athletes are very confused about that feeling, right? It's, it feels foreign to us to be in a state of almost panic where we have mm -hmm. to talk ourselves down of, Hey, I'm okay. And in fact, no matter how fatigued I am, I can do five ring muscle ups or I can do seven ring muscle ups yeah. or whatever it is for your capacity, similar to a legless rope climb. And we will get an opportunity to see you guys out there doing that workout. That's a repeat from 2014. Of course, this year in semifinals where your heart rate's going to be high. Hopefully you have practiced a great approach. You're going to give a great jump and you're going to be pulling up that thing. And you know, you'll be running into a wall though, not when yeah. your heart rate's too high, but when your hands and your arms and your lats feel as though, okay, we're not ready yet, right? Or we need to slow this tempo down for the run. And those are two very different feelings to be comfortable with as an athlete. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it is exciting. Like, I, I don't know. I've been reading this book called Peak Performance. Have you read that mm -hmm. book? I have um, not. Oh, well, it just kind of talks about how like great athletes well, or anyone that's successful with anything, like when they run into a challenge instead of like running away from it because it feels uncomfortable, it's like they're curious about it and they lean into it. And that's something that even with testing these workouts this past week, like when it starts to hurt really bad, it's like I have to switch that part of my brain to like, okay, let's be curious about this and lean into the uncomfortable and see how far we can get with it. You know, your body isn't giving up. So keep going. I love that. And and I use that term on a regular basis, lean in. And I think it's, it's an important one that, it, you know, it's so easy when we run into trouble. I mean, this goes outside of semifinals and the CrossFit games and the CrossFit open, right? Like adversity, we tend to want to shy away from, and it's like lean in and let's, let's find out what our training has prepared us for. Let's see what we're truly made of. Um, and, and I know something that I've yelled a couple of times in the gym, I think this week and last week to a couple of my athletes that are in preparation was, you know, find a way in. Um, it's so easy that when we're suffering to kind of like, Ooh, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of find my own way out of this workout. Like, this is why I didn't hit this time, or this is why you're already preparing, you know, what's called a jick or a just in case excuse, right? right? Um, for the reason you might not have success, but find a way in, find a reason to be great. Um, even if there's adversity right in front of you. And you've mentioned this several times, mentality, mindset, you know, having the ability to, um, persevere in, in regards to what you're really expressing. But my, my question here surrounding this is for you last year on that semifinal floor, not everything went according to plan. And you, you had admitted that you were still trying to find where you were going to fall in this group of girls. Like, did you belong? Did you not? When was the moment on the floor that you last year where you were like, you know, I can, I can get a spot here. Like this is, I, I belong. When did you feel that? Yeah. Um, well, I would say like going into it, like I've never gone into a competition. Oh, are you still there? Uh -oh. We're good. Don't worry. If okay. I disappear, it's just because we're letting you take the spotlight. Okay. okay sorry. Um, so I definitely was like going into the competition, like I want a spot, you know, um, but 
after the first event, obviously, like winning that event was a huge confidence boost, but I knew I was strong. I knew I was good at snatches. So there was a little bit in the back of my mind, like, oh, you know, you won that event, but you still have five more events to go with a lot of fitness. Um, and it really was after... I, oh man, it's hard to say. After day one, I was like, I know I can hang with these girls. Um, and like you said, the semifinal was very stacked. So I knew girls that I was beating. It was like, okay, I belong here. Um, and then day two was rough. And I knew going into day three, I'm going to have to fight really hard if I have a chance here. Um, but really, truly, it was at the end of the weekend, I think that I was like, holy cow, like, first of all, this race was so tight. These girls are all, like, top 10 games athletes, um, and I'm right there with them, you know. So it was kind of just, like, something that compounded over the weekend, and then after the weekend was done was just kind of like, okay, I do belong. Absolutely. And, and if I had to guess any moments, it was going to be that snatch event, like right out of the gate. I was like, okay, let's go. She's got this. Here we go. You know, I was so pumped up to watch that. Um, you executed so well. And and I think if, and I could be mistaken, but that wasn't even a PR or personal best for you at all. Um, wasn't it just below potentially? Uh, it was a tie. For a okay. Tie. All right. So we tied your personal best, but um, it was, it was extremely impressive. And I know we're, we're still hitting on last year, but I want to fast forward to now the last chance qualifier. Um, and, 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 and so in my mind, right. You come off of this high here at the semifinals and I forget exactly how many weeks it was to the last chance qualifier. Uh, it was a while. I don't remember. Okay. Be like six or eight weeks. Okay. While. So So you're like, I don't know if I'm training for the games right now or if it's my off season. Like that was an emotional roller coaster too. Yeah, you're in tremendous limbo. And and for anyone that's listening to this and doesn't really understand the format of the season, there's an opportunity for those that just miss out on the cusp of qualifying for the CrossFit Games at a semifinal to go on then to compete at an online qualifier and fight for one last qualifying spot, both male and female, in what's called the last chance qualifier. And Christine got an opportunity to participate in that last year. And where I was going with this, Christine, is that the mentality and mindset for me personally is that when I make it to a semifinal, Uh, I'm like drooling at the opportunity to be in front of a crowd, to be in an arena, to feel the atmosphere. Um, And and you go from that, then being in this hiatus for six to eight weeks, roughly, like, what am I training for? Am I getting ready for something? Could it be the CrossFit games? And then you got to just throw down at your own gym. And hey, I know you guys got a great vibe at 417 and it's probably an awesome supportive community, but nothing quite like being in person. So what was that transition like? And then of course, help us understand uh, the experience of the last chance qualifier. Yeah. So um, I definitely thrive in in in-person competition. Um, So like having someone next to me to race is very exciting. Um, So it kind of felt like almost going back to the open (laughs) and even the workouts were almost, open type workouts like the weights weren't super heavy like um yeah there was only four workouts so I mean I was excited to have another chance and another opportunity um but it definitely was not as exciting as going to semifinals um yeah and it was really really hot 
doing the last chance qualifier like it was forget what oh actually you know what it was um right before fourth of july because i remember the last day it was fourth of july and we went out to the lake um and we had like six fans on me trying to get i mean it was so hot in the gym so just like totally different totally different atmosphere than being at semifinals um I do think it is really cool to have something like that to mm -hmm. almost like let the athletes fight like tooth and nail for a spot. Um, and that's exactly what happens. And yeah, but it was, it was steep competition too, because you got to think like the people in the last chance qualifier, they were all one or two spots out from making it to the game. So it's not like at semifinals where, I mean, everyone's a great athlete at semifinals, but you have some people that you're like, okay, I'm for sure going to beat them. You know, in the last chance qualifier, it's like everybody is almost a games level athlete or like could be at the CrossFit games if something went a little bit more their way. Absolutely. Yeah. They were all found themselves in similar situations to you, right? A mislift, right. a, a miscue, uh, you know, a mispaced round here or there, whatever it might've been one, no, no rep perhaps. Or a bad um, day didn't feel good that day, you know, that's something it. like that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's crazy too. And I know you mentioned this even with battling celiacs for you personally. And of course, it's something that we were aware of even with what products we could send you and what you were able to have on a regular basis for you training and, and knowing that you don't just show up in shape. And of course, like all the things have to line up and, and that includes feeling well. How do you balance your diet and nutrition and being able to get in the calories that you need to and still be aware of your limitations there? Um, I mean, I've been gluten-free since I was 21. So like nine years now. So I'm very, very educated and aware of what I can and can't eat. Um, I will say though, like as I've gotten older and maybe it's just awareness, I think most of my life I've just had like a stomach ache. <laughs> I don't know. And so just like realizing like certain things that do aggravate my stomach and becoming more educated on those things and aware of what my body needs. Um, I think this year has been really awesome getting to work with Ice Age meals because it's like I know exactly what I'm eating and I know that the meals always agree with me. So being able to have something like that going into a competition weekend is huge. Um, when I'm at home and I'm cooking for myself, it's like I always know what I'm getting. But a lot of times when I would travel or go to a competition, it's like you wind up eating out or you go to a different grocery store and you they don't have your oatmeal that you normally get or whatever. Um, so I think that was a learning experience in itself and just like helping me to really dial in what I can and can't eat and um, just being more on top of that. Uh, but as far as like getting calories in, that's not not really an issue. <laughs> <laughs> I was, Hey, listen, I know, I know how it is. And we, and listen, most of us got into CrossFit cause we like to eat anyway. So we're getting yeah. it in. We're doing what yeah. we got to do. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I think CrossFit really like helped, um, make me more aware of what my body mm. needed because, and I say this to people all the time, like, cause people ask, you know, when they're trying to get in shape, like, should I worry about my diet first or exercise first? And I always say like, when I exercise, it makes me realize what I need to eat. Like if I'm not exercising, I can't feel how dehydrated I am because it 
it affects your workout so much. Um, so I always tell people like start exercising and you'll realize what your body needs. 100%. And, and I appreciate you sharing that because it takes planning. It takes processes to be successful. It takes a team. Like you mentioned, Hey, shout out to ice age meals, friend of the show. Um, and with a team, you're relatively newly married to yeah. a very handsome fella. And, uh, I, I may or may not have a man crush on him from a distance. <laughs> you know, he's strong, brawny. He can shoot great act with great accuracy, many type of guns. Um, but how, how's married life and how do you guys go about, honestly, just thinking about the balance structure within what encompasses your lives together, the gym, the training, um, the time together, how, how does that look like day to day? Um, it's really good. I am very fortunate to be in a relationship where we both love each other, like each other and support each other so much. Um, so we own a gym together and run that. Uh, but he also works out with me, coaches me, coaches other people. He is training for tactical games now. So he's kind of starting something new. Um, but we do life very, very closely, and it really works really well for us. I think that's so awesome, and it's refreshing to see. Um, you know, a lot of couples out there, they start to spend a little bit higher volume and hours together throughout the week, and all of a sudden their interest in, yeah. and uh, ad admiration for one another tends to drop because they, they butt heads a little bit. So exactly. I love to hear that you guys are being able to actually live life together. I think that's refreshing and obviously necessary with the structure of life that you play um, and the roles that you play in one another's lives. Um, yeah. how do, how do you deal with him coaching you and also being your husband? So he was my coach before we were together. So after we got together, there was a period where he would start coaching me and I would get like attitude and he, it would throw him off because I had never acted like that before. Um, and I just had to kind of check myself and be like, he's not picking on me, you know, he's my coach. Like, and so I've gotten way better at it. Um, but I have to like switch my brain over to like, he's my coach now. Um, and he wants to help me. He wants me to succeed. He's not just picking on me or, you know, telling me I'm not doing a good job. Like, cause sometimes when you view it through a relational lens, it can become emotional and it's like, you have to switch off that in your brain. <laughs> I get it. You know, when you walk in and it's game time and you put on your, is it junk that you work with? Yeah. And you put on your junk headgear. It's like, okay, now I'm athlete. I'm not yeah. wife currently. This is right. okay. It's yeah. your, it's your superwoman identity. Yep. Um, and then I would say on his end, we actually had a really good conversation after the open this year. Um, just like he, I said something to him, like, you know, why aren't you screaming at me in the workout to go faster? And he's like, Christine, I don't know. I don't know how to act. Like, I don't know if you want me to do that. I don't know if you want me to be quiet. Like, I just want to serve you the best way possible, but I don't know what you want. And I'm like, I want to do this together. Like that means so much to me. And since then our coach athlete relationship has been so much better. Like, um, because there was just that conversation and communication of like, Hey, I want to do this together. So every day it's like, I write out my programming, he tweaks it and edits it 
for what I need. Um, and then I, I also voiced to him, like, I need your feedback uh, because I felt like – so Jared is someone that he's always watching, but he might not say a lot. Um, and when you're working out, though, you don't realize who's watching. So then every once in a while, he would pop in and, like, tell me to completely change something I was doing. And I'm an athlete that, like, I need your trust for me mm -hmm. to do anything that you tell me to do. So I would view that as, like, you haven't been watching me for months, and now you're going to come over here and completely change something that I've been doing. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, where And then I expressed that to him because he viewed that as, like, you don't listen to anything I tell you to do. And he was, like, Christine, I'm watching all the time. Like it's, I just don't say things all the time. And, but then it was me communicating, Hey, I need you to give me affirmation or to let me know that you are watching so that we can build that trust. So yeah. a lot of communication, <laughs> but we're hey, getting better. And, and, you know, and interestingly enough, it's a really important aspect of marriage and coaching. Right. And I, and I really do believe that there's some tremendous value and wisdom in his approach to watching as often as he can, but not always saying something. Right. Because a, a right. lot of times, even athletes, um, I could I could have all the experience in the world. I could know everything and, and even potentially how to present it. But ultimately, as an athlete, you've got to make the choice. Right. You've got to make the choice. So sometimes you guys get an opportunity to learn through your own actions and own experiences. And we can sit back and let that happen. But um, I, I love it. I love to hear about the balance that you guys have got and how communication is, of course, at the forefront of all of it. We talked a lot about last year, Christine, and I want to know with, with that experience last year and everything else leading into this year and your training and preparation, how did that affect you going into prep for this year, 2022, and what you're about to experience here starting on Friday? Um, well, it definitely fired me up for this year. Uh, a part of my story that I haven't really shared that much about. So after the CrossFit games this past year, I was on the demo team. I actually got super, super sick, like was in bed for three weeks, like didn't leave my house. Um, and then after that would have like a period of two to three weeks feeling okay starts training in and then I would be sick for like another one to two weeks and it just like kept happening. So I did not have much of an off season, like really did not. I mean, I would try to start training and then as soon as I would try to start training, I'd get sick again. Um, so, and I was having heart problems. Like uh, when I would start training again, my heart would hurt really bad, like, like a stabbing feeling in my heart. Um, and so that was very worrisome and like got an EKG done and stuff that was okay, but it's still, I would still just have pain. Um, and even leading into the open the week before the open or a couple weeks before the open, I got sick again. Um, so I really didn't know if I was going to be able to compete this year. Like it got to the point where I was like, I, don't know if this is smart for me to try to train because every time that I start to train, I get sick again. Um, so somehow though, once the open started, I haven't gotten sick since then. <laughs> so I've been like 
training really, really hard since then. But really my off season to answer your question, like I wanted to be super fired up, but I couldn't. Like every time I would start to train, I would get sick. So this year for me is really like just a blessing. Like I just feel so grateful that I get to compete because I really didn't think that I was going to be able to. Um, so every day I'm just very thankful that I'm not sick and that I get to compete. And that fires me up a ton. And, and you should. And I think that's amazing. I think, you know, here's what's ironic about that is that so many people, and I've experienced this myself, um, we come off of a, a high in preparation or even in performance, and then our season gets cut a little bit short. And what happens there is that we're so fired up that we drive ourselves off the deep end within like the first three months of an off season. And it's yeah. because it's still warm. We're watching our friends throw down at the CrossFit games and you got to even experience demo team, which is a whole different level of experience, which I'd love to touch on another time. It, but it essentially just continues to spark your fire. And yeah. when you're ultra competitive and you've almost tasted that success that you so badly desire, um, it can lead to honestly, you know, a bit of a dangerous place for an athlete when it comes to like overuse and or early season burnout, right? Like things that we see some of our peers go through. So yeah. I, I appreciate you sharing that, even though I know it wasn't a ton of public knowledge. And I really believe that it can end up as a huge blessing in disguise for you to have forced you into a pacing this season and approach it with, of course, um, yeah. you know, the right intent. Yeah, for sure. Cause like going into the open, I definitely was not my fittest. Um, and so like each stage has kind of been like, okay, we're prepared for the open enough. We're prepared for quarterfinals enough. And now, you know, I feel ready and prepared for semifinals. So that's just kind of been my approach, like really just taking one step at a time. I love it. And I think that again, it played out perfectly for you. Played out perfectly for you. All right. So we had a little technical difficulties, but we're back. And Christine, like I mentioned, we are literally going to get to watch you take the floor this weekend. I know you're super excited. It's an opportunity you've waited essentially a full year for. Um, and now you get to be out in front of a crowd. And we have six workouts to choose from. You're going to get to, of course, throw down on all of them. Do you have a favorite for the weekend to come? Um, I am super excited about the legless rope climb workout. Like, super excited. And the complex. Um you want to just list then, all six of them then just the so just because you <laughs> <laughs> I really am excited about all of them for different reasons I would say like hyped up I'm most excited for the legless rope climb one just because I just feel like that's such a race and such a an event of just like pure athleticism and I love that um but I'm also excited for the long workout because I just feel like that was kind of the workout that hung me up last year. And the stimulus is pretty similar to the one mm -hmm. last year. Um, and I'm just excited to go into it without fear and just like attack it and do what I can do um, and kind of overcome that <laughs> bad mental state that I had in the workout last year. I love that. 
I love that. And, and, you know, the simple fact that your answer is so spread out throughout the course of the weekend alludes to the fact that you're ready and that you've put in the work and that you are prepared. Uh, I hope you do so. Very excited. I can't wait to watch you go to throw down. Um, and, and I truly believe that, you know, you've earned the opportunity to have the expectations to align with making an appearance at the 2022 CrossFit Games. And I can't wait. Hopefully I get an opportunity to cover it. And hopefully you are present out there throwing down. But we'll be following along all weekend. You'll definitely be getting our support from over here at the Rise and Pod podcast. And thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it was a pleasure to get to sit down with you a little bit. I know this is a big week. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys.